Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host for today, the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo. How are you doing this week, Dalton? My head's cold. It's, it's real cold. I hope it's never warm again. <laughs> Just... No, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. Uh, I finally got my cup upins from a year ago. Man, Saturday night was a lot of fun. Saturday yeah. night was so much fucking fun. Um, this is the second time I got my hair cut in the ring. Because uh, it's not the first time it's happened to me. Um, I'd yeah, forgotten. So, I'd completely forgotten about that first time. Yeah, I know. Well, it was back when I still had hair in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, like, it didn't affect my looks at all. Right. Um, this one, we went whole hog on it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing good. It's been a good week so far. Uh, summer school, uh, my summer. Yeah, I already said it. Summer school starting up next week. So I, I had wa- that. I didn't want to say anything, but last week you said your classroom like three times. Oh no. Well, I also said like, I don't care. Yeah, um, so I was but, like, I mean, the cat's out of the bag there. Yeah. Uh, but now to give the address and the exact school, of which... school of, yeah. <laughs> um, don't check CCW history. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, don't, uh, but yeah, no, so, like, I had a nice little, like, half week off, um, where, like, I had a couple days where I had to go into work, uh, but yeah, I have school, but it was a good week, though, it was, it was nice getting ready for those summer months, all of July, that, like, I'm gonna sit around and do nothing, I'm pretty excited, just kind of ramping up, and we have something exciting we're talking about for the month of July that's gonna be out right around the same time. Yeah, that'll be coming up here in just a little bit, but before we get into our review of AEW Double or Nothing, um, probably won't cover NXT too much because Dalton didn't watch it, I did. It was good. Dalton should watch it, and so should you. Um, Before we get into the news of the week and all of that, we start every episode with the power of positivity because the internet is full of so much negativity and toxicity, just an unnecessary amount and for no real reason we try to do our little part by combating that with uh you know some good things you know just uh hey th- what this was a thing that we liked in the week of pro wrestling and we encourage you to do the same thing you know tag someone on twitter tell them that you think they're doing a good job or anything like that so um i for this week is go- it's going to be a local reference so but if you want to watch it here, probably within the next two weeks or so, uh, CCW May Mayhem will be on IWTV uh, to watch. And mine goes to the match that Jeff King and Mr. 100 Shannon Young had because it was like they both played their parts so perfectly in what that match was, where Jeff started with an ambush, worked the leg. Shannon did a really, really good job of selling it. There was a pretty significant size difference between the two and anytime you have the smaller guy you know kind of dominating the 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 bigger guy it doesn't make a ton of sense but like i was just super impressed with jeff in that role and shannon in his role yeah so Um, that's 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 i just i want to give them a shout out i told shannon pretty much all of this at the show on uh this past saturday but yeah i want it on record uh, yeah uh jeff uh, Jeff King's a really cool guy. Um, he actually a lot like Peyton. He came up to me. I was his first like point of contact in the wrestling world. Um, where like it was the whole he told somebody he wanted to be a wrestler at Cape, and they were like, "You got to talk to Dalton," because it was during that fucking time mm-hmm. where it was just like I got bombarded with people being like, "How do I start training?" 
And um, so this would have been like 2020. He's going to listen to this and correct me, but I'm pretty sure it was... Ah, uh, this might have been 2021. Uh, but anyway, he asked me and I was like, you're going to have to go to Stride Pro Wrestling. It's it's a good school. Found out that he actually, he lives in between where Stride is and where Cape is. Mm-hmm. So like, I was like, no, if you're, if you live here, go to Stride. It's, it's right next door to you. Um, and he has, and like, he's progressed really well. Um, he wrestles at Stride a lot. So if you uh, go to Stride Pro Wrestling's YouTube page, like he has a couple of matches up there and I, I'm always very impressed by him. Um, Totally also, just real quick, if you want to see Stride live, you can do that this Saturday. Yeah, yeah, June they 3rd. have a show at the uh, Stride uh, Stride Building. Um, I can't think of the name of the, the the show, but I'm I'm wrestling. I got an open challenge. I've been beating fools left and right for that No Limits title and doing it clean, clean. Unlike this weekend where it was dirty. Um, uh, it's Now or Never is the name of the now show. Now or Never, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Stride like. It's in a weird, not weird. It's in a, it's in a state of kind of like change where a lot of things are kind of like turning over, with like management and stuff like that. But the shows itself are just like the crowds are really good. Uh, last time we were at the building, we actually had to open up the like bay doors and let people watch from the outside, which was oh, nice. like really cool. Um, yeah, no, Stride's a lot of fun. If you're in the area, definitely check them out. Um, but yeah, Jeff wrestles uh, at Stride too, and he's got he every time I see him, he gets a little bit better every time, which is what you want. And he has an amazing attitude. Like, the last couple of shows in Cape, he's been backstage helping out with time and stuff with uh, Billy. Um, and I just, I appreciate people like that a whole lot. He's a good, he's a good dude. Um, so, yeah, no, that's always a good one. I'm, I'm very happy that he had a successful re-debut at CCW because he wrestled in the Rumble, mm-hmm. which was funny. His first show, I had the flu, so I didn't get to be there. But I was like, I, somebody canceled because it was the day of the fucking Royal Rumble we had, or whatever we called it. Right, and. Riot match, yeah, and uh, Jason was like, "Well, we had we had somebody cancel, and I was sick with the fucking flu, mm-hmm. and I was like, is Jeff there?'" And he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Jeff is licensed. I got him cleared this week." And he was like, "All right, Jeff's in the rubble." So I texted Jeff. I was like, "You're welcome," <laughs> <laughs> like with no context. And then Jason went up to him a couple minutes after that. He got the "You're welcome" thing, but yeah, I like Jeff a whole lot. He's a really good dude. I'm happy that. He had a very successful um, re-debut into the the company because he's a guy that I think could be very helpful to CCW and can learn at CCW too, which is important. What is uh What is your power of positivity for the week? Uh, you, I'm giving it to my opponents this weekend. The premiere. Those dudes are so fucking fun. We've both seen the premiere before, like live independently of each other. You mm-hmm. saw him up in St. Louis. I saw him at zero one like a year and a half ago. And I remember watching him a year and a half, like, no, actually, it was lo- it might have been longer than a year and a half. Whenever I saw them, the Academy hadn't formed yet. Like, I don't even think Kevin was brought to my attention to be my tag partner. Um, So it was that long ago. And I watched those guys, and I was like, these guys are really fucking good. Because it was full, it was a, I think it was a three versus three match. Where it was um, the premiere in, with Outlaw, or not Outlaw, uh, Camaro Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I was like, these guys are really, really good. And I was nervous as hell whenever the match got announced. Cause I was like, oh shit, this, this might not go. This might not, this it ain't looking good, Rick. Um, but no, they were super fun to work with. They were both super cool guys. Um, super simple to work with. I think we had a really fun match. Um, I have not been in the ring with somebody in quite a while that was able to make me laugh. 
like genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, and Campbell Meyer got me like four times. There was multiple times that I had to like try to stifle, like I had to stifle a laugh, like on commentary because yeah. I could hear him because he's very good at projecting. Yeah. So uh, it's it's kind of the the Billy Hills quality. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He doesn't need a microphone. No. So, uh, and I think this is like I just had a lot of fun on Saturday, and it was positive. And like two local references this week, but like that's our show; we can do what we want. Uh, but like I, it's been a while that I've, you know, I've been consistently having fun with tag matches recently, where I'm just, I think I'm putting up a, like me and Kevin are putting up a good string of solid matches mm-hmm. and having a lot of fun with it. But this premiere one, I just, I adored it. It was a lot of fun. Whenever uh, Kevin really wanted to do the Bam Bam Bigelow spot, where it was him flipping, like doing the cartwheel and flipping off uh, Bishop, and then just Campbell going, we can do that here? Mm-hmm. And then just flipped the ref off. Because what yeah. was it? He, he flipped the ref off. I yelled at him for that. He flips me off. I was like, all right, cool, I'm good. And then he fucking does the boot one where he like reaches in his boot, flips off Kevin. And I literally, if you go back and watch it on uh, IWTV, if you see me at all, I have to, I had to bury my head into my turnbuckle pad. Because yeah. I was fucking, I was like almost belly laughing at that point. Him, the, I, he said something along the lines of, well, if I knew we could do that, I would have done it already. Like, yeah, yeah. Not, you didn't get one up on me. Like, he was just immediately yeah. like making it clear, like, and no, he, no, what? I don't think you're clever. I just was trying to be family friendly. And then what was it? He got me at the very beginning of the match. And it's one of those things, because, like, you even said it to me after the show. You're just like, it's rare to see you just one-upped yeah, and talking shit. Like, especially in the ring. Because I'm really good at just being mouthy the whole time. Mm-hmm. And we started the match, and it was me and SK. And I just hear Campbell say, hey, can you get that V-neck at the merch stand, brother? And I, like, I was, it was one of those things, like, he just got me. Like, he, it was a fucking checkmate in the first move. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, it was, it was a really fun match. Yeah, if you have IWTV in a couple weeks, definitely look it up because it was a lot of fun. And it wasn't like that was a really good match, but I think it was a show of really good matches. Um, in the meantime, if you have IWTV, just look up the premiere because they've got, I'm sure they've got a ton of stuff available. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. up there, a hundred percent. Campbell very much has that Kevin Owens quality mm-hmm. of just being able to talk shit the entire mouth or the entire match. Entire match, yeah. He can run it. He can run his mouth the entire time, like while he's beating people. Yeah. So and they were um, and they were both really nice dudes. Like Yeah. Um working with them was a lot of fun. Um I always get worried whenever a new person like wrestling's very territorial, especially whenever it's your home promotion. Mm-hmm. And like see these new people come in and it's like there's a weird feeling out process. Um but they were both super fucking cool. Um we got a lot of really good feedback from our match from them. Um I just I liked those guys before by seeing what I've seen, mm-hmm. but like working with them, I have a whole new like appreciation of those two. Uh, and it's the same thing. Like we CCW does tend to get a lot of really good tag teams in it. Like when we, when we're building our tag division, like the, cause like in any wrestling thing, like there's promotions where divisions have peaks and valleys. I feel like our tag divisions on a really high peak right now. Um, where we have a lot of really solid teams and people that like want to help each other and work together as because like tag matches are weird, but like right now I feel like we have a good group of people that really understand how that shit works. Um, so yeah, no, I'm excited. I was and I was really excited about Saturday and it was a lot of fun and those two guys are really fucking good. So if you're in the, I mean, they wrestle around Everywhere. the country. Yeah, they have wrestling. So if you're a wrestling fan and you like, well, they're not in my area. They they will be. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And if they are. 
you need to go see them. Like, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't watch them. It was Dylan uh, on Twitter mentioned, like, it's great to see the premiere. It's weird to see them as the faces. But, like, they made it work. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So easily. Because I even asked him, I was like, is there anything on commentary? Like, you guys don't do face a lot. So, like, is there anything you would want put over as a face team? And they were like, no, I mean, like, our history, stuff like that. But because it is just kind of that rare thing. But they were very, very good at it. And, like, that's the thing about when you're when you're when you're like you know owens or or campbell um the way you run your mouth like when it's pointed at someone that the crowd hates like you and kevin they get behind it immediately oh yeah it's all like it's whether you're they're cheering or booing it's all based on who you're facing yeah so it 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 worked really well um you guys (laughs) did have a good match all four of you should be uh proud of it and like yeah ccw just as a whole was was very strong Saturday, so uh, it'll be up on IWTV here, like I said, within the next couple weeks. Maybe a yeah. delay on this one, because Shannon is the one editing it, and Diablo 4 launched tonight, so by the way, you're welcome for getting a show, uh, and Street <laughs> Fighter 6 uh, is, is out tomorrow. So, yeah. I might he might be a li- his free time is even less free at this point, on top of some uh, bullshit that he's got to deal with as well but we'll we'll talk more about that uh later you may hear there may be a motherfucker of the week segment over on that other network uh here in the next couple the, here in the next the, week or two that you'll hear about so is it the same motherfucker of the week i have probably yeah if it's the same one i have and if it is fuck them yeah oh so yeah, yeah it is uh so you'll hear more about that later on i'm sure but uh, that is it for Power Positivity. Moving on to the main topic of the show, AEW Double or Nothing. I keep wanting to say Fight Forever because we're also going to be talking about Fight Forever, but later. Later. Bit. Yeah. Uh, Double or Nothing was this past Saturday, uh, or I'm sorry, was this past Sunday, and it was okay. It, it bums me out that I'm not... Oh, excuse me. The Diet Coke is trying to kill me. Um... It, it bums me out that I'm not like more excited to talk about the show. Like if you know, like if that makes yeah. sense. No, no, um, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And it's, and it's not by, and it wasn't by any stretch a bad show. Like it I was, a, it was weird. I wouldn't say that there was a single bad match that happened, but there was a lot of like, there was under, choices that there yeah. was a lot of like underwhelming stuff. Yeah, that that happened. So what, what? So overall, like, what would you, what did you think of the show before we do the match by match breakdown? It was a show that happened. That that the, there was a couple of mat like things that I absolutely adored, but AEW has a really good habit of putting a show out and me being like, holy fuck, they packed so much shit I loved in four hours. Mm-hmm. Not that there wasn't things I didn't like, but it was very. There was a lot of choices made. Um, that's the best way I can say it. There's a lot of choices made and there's a lot of choices I wouldn't have make made in it. Um, match quality was fine. Uh, go out of your, ah, we'll talk about it whenever we get there. There was a couple things that I was, it was just, it was very underwhelming for a, 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 a AEW show. And it, it stands out more whenever it's a, when you pay for the pay-per-views. Like, yeah, this was, this was fifty dollars that I spent on the show, and to walk away like underwhelmed, like I did, was was, was kind of hit different than like when WWE just has kind of a mediocre show. Yeah, and I think yeah, and you're absolutely right. Um, I wasn't gonna throw that out there, but you are correct in saying it. It's just one of those things where it's just like 
Yeah, but like how many underwhelming WWE shows do we see? And we do, we get them. It's just those I can then use that exact same service that I'm paying for to fall asleep watching The Office. The Office, yeah, yeah. And I'm not out any additional money. Whereas like my direct deposit hit early this week and thank God it did because I had like $29 left. Yeah, I was like, ooh, I have too many streaming subscriptions that if they all come out on the first, I am screwed. Yeah, I uh, and like you're justified in saying what you did. Like whenever you're paying for it, I think the issue is is that AEW usually sets a very high bar for itself, and it shows that like yeah, no, an underwhelming one is very easy to spot. Uh, it's so I it's something that I said about one of the early like the first time an NXT takeover didn't really hit back when we were doing PWU of when you're used to a grand slam, a double is going to feel kind of eh. Yeah. hundred Like it's still good, but it just, it didn't hit like it could have. Um, overall, like I think this is probably just a solid, like C show. Like if we were giving it a letter grade, I think that's what, um, wrestling with regret gave it. I think Brian Zane gave it like a C plus, which quite frankly is pretty correct. Mm hmm. Like, that feels right. I mean, some stuff, some stuff, I mean, people, it's a taste thing. Like, I'm sure there's people that left this show that fucking loved it. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's all opinion. There's not a right or wrong. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's still, there's some right or wrong. We'll get there. Uh, But the pre-show was the Hardys and Hook taking on Ethan Page and the Guns. Uh, I sent you a message like, man, Ethan Page looks pissed walking to the ring. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, that match was kind of rough. Like, I liked the Ethan Page and Hook parts were really good, but I wasn't particularly impressed with anything that the guns did, and Jeff did not come off great. Like, I mean, granted, he's got a year stretch of not wrestling, so, for 11 months, something like that. It's but, It's uh, been a minute. Like, but there, there was some weirdness, like there was a weird like leg thing that he was doing that I couldn't tell if it was like legit or not. Um, he ate shit on that whisper in the wind. Yeah. So, which I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like, oh, he they're playing up the ring rust aspect of nah, it. No, he or, slipped. No, nah, yeah, he slipped. So, and it was it was just kind of weird. Um, but the Hardys won. Uh, the Hardys and Hook won. Uh, Ethan Page tapped out to the uh, Red Rum. And now Matt Hardy has control of Ethan Page's contract. We've already gotten one little tease of what is to come with that, which uh, it's Isaiah Cassidy has a new shirt available and Ethan Page was wearing it and had to like, like tweet about, you know, (laughs) Isaiah here, Isaiah has a shirt available, go buy it. Like, and it's him just looking all dejected wearing the shirt. So like they can do some fun stuff coming out of this. Like if this eventually does turn into like a genuine ethan page like face turn like i I was talking about last week like i'm on board we'll we'll see what happens uh the main show so i was confused because i thought commentary said that the show was starting with the adam cole chris jericho match and then people started to make their entrances during the pre-show for the 21 man blackjack battle royal and i was like are you telling me you got eight minutes before the show starts and you're squeezing in the international championship on the pre-show in like eight minutes? And then the entrances just kept going and I realized, oh no, they're doing yeah. the entrances for the pre-show. I, re- I think I realized that whenever the first person came out, I was like, they got 10 minutes. Oh, they're doing full entrances. And we're mm-hmm. just going to have a full ring whenever, which is a way to do it. I do kind of appreciate the way they did it. 
Because it's just like, all right, cool, we got entrances for 10 minutes, which seems annoying, and it kind of is. But instead of having a 20-minute opener to, like, video package, we just kind of, like, went into the pay-per-view with it. Yeah, and it also felt better, like, granted, 21 people in this Battle Royal, there's people that you know are not going to win. Oh, yeah. But it's always a weird feeling whenever, like, you know, you have a, a Battle Royal like this, there's 15 people already in the ring, and then three people get entrances. Like, hmm, I wonder who is most likely... What fifth of this match actually is going to win this? So I was that, re- I was really pushing for Butcher. That dude, that would be fucking awesome. I would Either one of them. Like they're really <laughs> there's so many people in this. Um, I dug this match. Like it started. This was like a perfect pay per view opener to me. I there was a lot of fun stuff in it. I didn't love the whole like oh well you can't win the match unless you get into the ring. But you're yeah. allowed to stay on the outside of the ring as long as possible. Like that then it's like and JR was like, Oh, he's just standing out there. What what kind of strategy is that? And like then the like best one. ten minutes later he's like, Oh, wait a minute. This dude's getting his ass kicked the entire time and Swerve is still just good. What good strategy? Um so that was I didn't I, like that stipulation. Just because it's like why it would now. anyone get in the, why would anyone choose to get in the ring then? Yeah, I'm gonna say it now because it's gonna be a uh a uh, reoccurring bit in this. This was the absolute worst commentary I have heard on a pay-per-view that I have paid money for in quite a while. Really? Uh, I hated it. They all seemed so fucking done. Well, like, and I think like, that started after this next match. Oh, no, sir, it didn't. No? No, it was pretty throughout. Because you have JR just not giving a single flying fuck the whole time, and you have Taz being Taz. You know the best call Taz ever made in wrestling? It was in this match. Uh, do you know what it is? Do you know why they call do they? Do you know why you call him Big Bill? Or you know why they call him Big Bill? <laughs> yes, because I, said, I sent it to you. You know, you know why they call him Bill? Why they call him Big Bill? Big Bill, because his name is Bill and he's friggin' big. <laughs> I have texted Sadie's twin brother. Like, randomly, we were both playing 2K last night. I just sent him a text like, you, did you know why they call him Big Bill? And he's like, is it because his name is Bill and he's friggin' big? Bingo, motherfucker! Like, yep. I, I this was the worst commentary I've heard for an entire show. Like, even once JR left and it was just Shivani, I was still like, nah, this didn't really make it much better. Like, at least there's some effort put forth now. Um, I will say, Shivani, I forgot which match it was in. You might be able to help me. I think it, it had to have been the Anarchy match. But just, like, Shivani been like, and I've seen some shit. And it's just like, what are you doing, Shivani? You are, you are working right now, sir. You, this ain't your podcast. You can't swear. <laughs> um, I just, I was over the commentary. I, I love all the commentators. I love Taz. I fucking adore Taz because he's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, Ex- Excalibur is amazing. Like, he'll definitely be the voice of professional wrestling for, like, he's going to be going into that next generation post JR and uh, Lawler and all them. And I'm like, he's good. Um, Shivani, like, is great sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, no, I, I love JR. He's the voice of our childhood in wrestling. But, like, fuck, could you pay him? Like, Tony, how much would you have to pay him for him to care? I like, see. I don't think it's that he doesn't care. I think that's just he's he's older now, like and it's no. That's what I you get. Muster. So I will say no, though, did you, sir. Did you, sir. Did you watch the Did you watch the sit down interview he did with Don Callis? Yeah, that was good. So good. That's what yeah, he needs just, to be doing. Like more of those because that will get anyone and everyone over. Like because yeah. that that ruled. 
Um, I don't know if I agree with you necessarily. Like, I think there were parts that were definitely just like, oh, they have given up. And then they gather themselves and they kind of recover. But there were definitely noticeable just like, fuck it, where this is AEW yes, Dark. there was so <laughs> many fuck it's. And I'm like, which granted, I guess, yeah, you're giving me my money's value and just pure entertainment. But at a certain point, I'm like, what? They're, they're getting paid right now. Like, <laughs> let's put a little bit of hitch in your giddy up, folks. Like, it was, oh, it was, it was rough. I found the, the I found the 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 message I sent you. The, yeah, some people wonder why they call him Big Bill. It's because his name is Bill and he's friggin' big. It's what was my just, What was I my response? Uh, I you said lame, but I oh. don't know if it was to that or if it was something in the match because I don't know oh. what time that you. No, no, no. I, it hadn't have been to yeah, that. Yeah, it was like six was... minutes later. So, um, oh, one thing I know what we... that was. Yeah, I know what that was in response to. Oh, I, I do too. It was yeah. when, uh, when Starks Swerve got eliminated. Lo- Oh, yeah, it was when Starks got eliminated, yeah. Yeah, because I said Swerve's still in it. That's right. Um, we also, before, so before we break this match, uh, we did miss the Martha Hart segment. Ooh, speaking of, could you pay her to care? No, or no she, that's she not cared. what happened at yeah, all. Yeah, could you, could you pay her to, like, get a different person to mouthpiece this? Because, God, she's just not it, made for wrestling promos. It was, it was so awkward. And, like, the gangsters, like, oh, well, last time was gangster, but this time, it, and I, I just, it was so bizarre. Yeah, it we needed it. We so bizarre. We just need somebody to come out and talk about, it. like, man, it's a shame Teddy Hart's such a fuck. Um, but, like, any other person. Have Martha do pre-tapes. She can do that. We can take mm. multiple tries with that. Her in the front of a live group, like, let her come out, clap. Um, and like give the belts out to the winners and that's about as far as we need to go with it. And yeah, yeah, Tony in that fucking ridiculous fucking hat. And they called it a fedora, but it looked like a cowboy hat. It was a cowboy hat because it was the stampede. Yeah. I don't. So it was, that was just a really weird segment. Um, that is cool that they're, that is cool that they're, I think they're ending it. They're either ending it or beginning it in Calgary, which I think is dope as fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was, no, she cared. She cared. She wasn't good. That was the yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah it was, no, that was just so awkward. I'll re. I'll backtrack that. You were absolutely correct. Uh, the but the the battle royal was a ton of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it. The uh, the bit where Bandito was holding I don't remember who, but was holding up the the vertical suplex while the rest of the luchadors that was dope. Yeah, were, I like liked that. Fighting everyone off <laughs> like while that was going on, that was super cool. Uh, I liked that Swerve kind of sent Cage in to wreck shit uh, as his heavy before he finally entered into the ring. We got a little bit of, we got Starks eliminating both members of Bullet Club Gold, uh, which then led into the, after the ma- uh, after the tag title match, we kind of got that Bullet Club Gold FTR interaction where they saved Starks from a beatdown, which like, holy hell, talk about a pay-per-view match. Juice Robinson and Jay White versus FTR. Yeah, give me that. That was super good. Oh, we could have done that on this show, motherfucker. It was, um, it was, it wasn't Starks getting eliminated. It was Jay White getting eliminated that I said lame to. Was it okay? Yeah, I, I knew it was one of them, but like, or I yeah, knew it was, no, uh, it was an. Now that you said Jay White, now that you said Jay White, it, I was, I said lame to that because I was like, why the fuck would you put him on pay per view for this if he's not winning? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, uh, I will say, whenever it got down to the final two, yeah. Um, I loved it at that point. I loved all those inner, like all of the little spots they had between each other were fucking great. 
I think we're getting a actual just match between Orange Cassidy and Swerve. Which we should. That was going to be so Because that, ma- that ma- like, what basically, it, it broke down into them just having a match for a little bit. Um, and it was awesome. Like, yeah. Which, I mean, we knew that, so. Yeah, Orange Cassidy good, Swerve Strickland's good. I can't believe they did good things. Yeah, next week's Dynamite. Swerve and, uh, uh, Swerve and Orange Cassidy, one-on-one. I'll- I'll be ready so, for it. I'm, my uh, but Orange ready. Cassidy won, retaining the championship. Dalton was right. I was wrong. Congratulations. Um, but it was still super cool. Orange Cassidy continues to have just like a friggin' unreal championship run. Yeah. So, and everything's been fun. Everything he does is fun. Uh, next up was the match that I thought was first, uh, but it wasn't. It's Adam Cole and Chris Jericho in an unsanctioned match. Um... At some point, I'm still up on these uh, last few minutes. Perfect. So at some point, I don't remember who said it. I think it was JR. <laughs> so Adam Cole comes out with Roderick Strong. And JR's like, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong. And then and you have Sabu, Sabu. Just in the most monotone, like, unimpressed voice you could muster. Um, this, this match, I... Oh, it, this was so underwhelming to me. Yeah, it. I didn't like it as much as because, like, and it maybe it may, it may just be an issue of me having my expectations set too high. Because I, Adam Cole, is one of my favorite like current wrestlers going. Chris Jericho, I've been on record as is my he. He is who I consider to be the greatest of all time. I think that he is the best professional wrestler. Um, and this match just wasn't it. You started out with a really weird uh, brawl between Roderick Strong, Cole, and Sabu against all of the Jericho Appreciation Society, except for Sammy Guevara. Um, At one point, oh, there was a video, I meant to send it to you, but apparently what happened whenever JR was like, stupid, like he did the Randy Orton moment, was Angelo Parker like, rammed into the table and it knocked over his coffee <laughs> and it, it knocked his coffee off so like that's why throughout the night anytime anyone got near the table the commentary was fucking over it and let me just say yeah oh uh, they get to be annoyed they get to be mad don't fuck with the commentators yeah, yeah. they can't do anything they're just they're they they are in one spot it's not like we're roaming around yeah just you don't have to get go near the table all the time. Nah. Which, it, thankfully, it's not a problem, like, that I have had, really. But just, like, I get their frustration. And Josh Barnett wasn't there to fuck someone up for JR. <laughs> I do remember. Just, it's, it's JR. Josh Barnett stands up. Oh, you done fucked up now. Just, <laughs> <laughs> way better than the Big Bill call by a fucking country mile. Because, <laughs> again, here's the thing. Josh Barnett could legit fuck you up. <laughs> so could Taz. Oh, I mean, no. I feel like current Taz and Josh Barnett at that time, two totally different monsters. Well, yeah, because Josh Barnett also- was still doing MMA at the time. Well, yeah, I'm not. Sa- I'm not saying against each other. I just mean in general. Oh, okay, fair enough. Like, I, I would be way more afraid of Josh Barnett right now than I would Taz. Yeah, Taz could take you. Oh, 100%. Well, I'm just, but um, the shit that Josh Barnett could do to me is shit that I can't even pronounce. That's fair. Uh, the unsanctioned match, this really... I don't know if they... 
this all kind of hinges on the the segment where Adam Cole got handcuffed to the ropes mm-hmm. and Britt Baker got beat by the outcasts. And I don't know if they did that too early in the build because like that really was the high, like that was the crescendo of that feud. And there was still like four weeks left to the pay-per-view. Yeah, that should have been two weeks leading. They should have had a match. And then, or it should have been Adam Cole trying to get a match out of him and then just like fucking with him a little bit, fucking with him a little bit, fucking with him a little bit, and then getting him to the point mm-hmm. of like, all right, we're just going to have this and then be like, well, we're not going to sanction it. Be like, fuck it. But they went, they did go way too early. Cause yeah, no, I totally forgot. It feels like months ago that we had the whole Britt Baker shirt fiasco. Mm-hmm. And no, that was only like a couple weeks ago. So the. The build was kind of off. Like the Sabu reveal too was another because that then, was like, stupid. And then he didn't do anything in the match. Yeah, like, they no. did the one thing, the one the... spot at the very beginning, and then everybody was gone for the rest of the night. Except yeah. like I now I will say like I liked when Britt came out and got the shots in on Jericho, and got the shots in when Soraya tried to come in and excuse me, God the Diet Coke. You're good. When Soraya came in and tried to intervene, and then Britt like they fucked off to the back again um i liked the i didn't mind when the like the the big handcuff chain came out see i didn't like that i it's it it made me wish that the match would have just been a, a dog collar match then yeah or you know a chain match or something to begin with instead of i you heard if you heard last week's episode you heard my rant on the unsanctioned stipulation um and then the finish of now i'm this is the one thing i'm gonna disagree i it's i don't know how i feel about it like on the one hand a ref stoppage makes the most sense yeah when you really think about it in an unsanctioned match like this where it is just like no you're gonna kill this dude like he can't defend himself it's over like the fight is done yeah it may i guess it does make more sense than just a traditional three count because we were in a we were in a group chat about it and that got brought up it's like they fucking ended an unsanctioned match with a with a ref stoppage, and I was the guy being like, "That makes the most sense." It does because it's an unsanctioned match. It's there's no rules. Why would I there think, be a pinfall? I think my biggest the biggest point of it isn't necessarily that it was ref stoppage, but that it was just punches. Like it instead of something. He got, so he got. I think hit with he the was trying. The knee strike with the chain wrapped around his knee. They use chains. They use chairs. They use tables. They use kendo sticks. And and like and I get it. Like in a in a fight fight, a UFC fight, MMA street fight, whatever. If you're hammering fists down on someone who can't protect themselves, it's done. It's over. It stops. But in professional wrestling, there's a sense of escalation. Yeah. And it's kind of what makes Gunther special. Is like look at a lot of his big wins. They're on like a single chop. A single slap, like a single, like a very simple slam, and it stands out. But like in a weapons-focused, unsanctioned match, just a dude raining down fists, being the ref stoppage, it it was super. To me, it was very underwhelming. Um, I so I think the and this is me speculating. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm not uncovering new earth here. But like, I think he was supposed to be. I think he was supposed to be doing the Daniel the Danielson stomps. With the chain under his boot, but like the, the hammer and elbow, or the oh the, the stomps. Never mind, sorry. Yeah, the 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 captured stomps. Yeah. Um, but I think he couldn't get the chain off of his knee because it was wrapped tight, 
And that's kind of the issue with working with, like, straps and chains and shit like that, is that shit gets tangled up really quick. Because, like, you you move around a lot when you wrestle. I've never had to deal with a chain match or a, um, like, bull rope match or any bullshit like that. For, fortunately, I've, I've been wanting to have them, but, like, the more I think about it, the more I see things, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Because I get lost really quick. Um, but I think he wanted to get the chain under his boot and fucking stomp at him. And then whenever he realized that that was going to take a second because he wrapped it around his knee really well, mm-hmm. that he was just like, punches. I think if you go back and watch it, you'll actually see. Like, And I guess, and that makes sense. And that, and if that is the case, that's a bummer. Because, like, you know. Like, there that would have been, been a ref stoppage, yes. There, there is a sense of escalation and, and theatricality when it of these, you know, violent spectacle matches. Like, yeah. just wait till we get to the Anarchy and Arena match. And um, like I love Adam Cole, but he is not Dan- he is not the Blackpool Combat Club. If that finish would have happened with any one of those fuckers from the Blackpool Combat Club, we would have been like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, because like that's their the character. Ca- that's their character. Whereas Adam Cole, great wrestler, amazing wrestler. Mm-hmm. That's not his thing. He's not the violent one. That's what the BCC are. Yeah. But so. yeah, no, I I think the I think the 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 choice of uh, calling the match was the most sense that I've seen it in an unsanctioned match. Because again, the more you think about it is why the fuck is there a three count? Yeah. And that, and I, like I said, I think it's less that it was a ref stoppage and more in what caused the ref stoppage yeah. is what I have a problem with. So, yeah. uh, the tag team championships were defended as FTR defeated Jeff Jarrett and Jay lethal, um, with Mark Briscoe as the special guest referee. It was good wrestling. I didn't buy any of the Jarrett or lethal near falls. Because, like, you're not going to have Mark Briscoe come out on pay-per-view and look dumb. Or be outright evil at this point. Like, it's just, it's not going to be a thing that happens. Um, The Karen Jarrett hitting Aubrey with the guitar. That bitch bumped Aubrey. Um, It's just like, eh, alright, I don't. My I've again, if you heard me last week, it all just kind of is reinforced here. Of Like, it was a very good tag team match. I'm not trying to say that anyone in this match is bad. I just, like, there was no sense of, like, what's going to happen, and there are so many other teams that I would like to see FTR be facing on pay-per-view. Yeah. Than, than these two. So, uh, excited to see FTR move on to Bullet Club Gold. I think that'll be super cool. And honestly, like, I'm interested to see what Jared and Lethal do outside of a championship picture. Yeah, I agree with that one. Maybe they take, um, no, I don't want that. I'm going to shut up now before I say anything. You were about to say against House of Black, and I'm going to. Yes, I was. I was going to. I shut up. I'm going to strike you with a item. Uh, the ladder match for the AEW TNT Championship. Wardlow defended the, successfully defended the TNT Championship against Christian Cage. And something that was said at the pre-show of because I, I don't remember who it was if it was renee or if it was um uh or if it was there i'm blanking on her name um uh, but one of their other backstage people interviewing arn anderson and being like oh do you feel like wardlow was kind of baited into taking what is christian's essentially his specialty match like his signature match and arn was like well, how do you know we didn't bait Christian into trying to worm his way into a ladder match? You know, Wardlow's a big guy. He can carry around a 10-foot ladder. He can muscle around a 10-foot ladder. I just don't know about Christian. It's like, dude has been in more ladder matches than, like, 
some people on this pay-per-view have had matches, I think. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes, Satin, he can... Satin Singh, yes. He can move a ladder, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Um, This one was, again, just like... I don't know why, because I love Christian. I love Wait a minute, do you, do, I you love know how, do you know how that Arn Anderson promo ended? Uh, yeah, she, but I'm blanking on it. She was just like, oh, Arn, are you packing heat? And he was just like, ask your mom. I don't know why I love this. Oh, it this was RJ. It was, Ar- it was, was RJ. So he, it was RJ. So he City, was yeah. being interviewed by RJ City. It's like, yeah, yeah are you pa- <laughs> ask your mom. And my new stepdad, Arn Anderson. <laughs> 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 Why did I? Th- I can't believe I thought it was Renee or that other or the other one. Um, He's no, so yeah. RJ is so pretty. I was He's so, so fo- pretty. No, I was I was so focused on him saying that he didn't think Christian could lift a ladder that it just everything else melted away. No, I um, I didn't forget the your mom line because I'm just like <laughs> this. Arn Anderson in AEW is unhinged. I'm sorry, he just is. Um, well, yeah, he came out and tried to bite off Luchasaurus's thumb. God and, damn it! Oh yeah, okay. speaking of which, I didn't like hit that at all. It, that was stupid. Okay, so Christian comes out, he sends Luchasaurus to the back. Luchasaurus eventually comes out anyway, which, like, game plan, that was the strategy all along, whatever. Yeah. Um, Arn then comes out, and he comes out, and, like, I only watched the match once, but when he came out, he very clearly had, like, I think his blood packet may have already burst. Because he was walking around, like, he 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 looked weird. He didn't open his mouth once. Oh, so it might have, yeah, yeah. And so then he he bites Luchasaurus's thumb, and like the blood starts pouring out of his mouth, and it looks like the skin has been ripped off of Luchasaurus's thumb because it's just covered in the in the blood. Um, but that was so it was just that was unnecessary. Stupid. Um, I could have done without that. Overall, it was an okay ladder match. Which yeah, isn't a sentence fun. you ever want to hear whenever you know what they're going through to put on a ladder match. Right. Yeah, it's one of those things when you have a stip like that, you don't want to have an okay one. Yeah. Because, like, you're going through extra bullshit to, like, through your body to have that kind of match. Like, I want to have a great one if I'm having that. Yeah, the uh, the Wardlow off the big, like, the Jeff Hardy ladder with the giant, the, the Swanton mm-hmm. on the outside. Like, with that like, is a moment that's going to be on AEW replays forever, like, as it should be. Yeah. Uh, with, he's like, way four too mother... Big. Yeah, four motherfuckers holding that ladder, which is what should happen. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of a scary moment whenever Wardlow did the, like, springboard to land on the ladder and just, like, broke it. And, and then Rick still... Knox with the worst idea in the world. So the ladder's broken. And he's climbing the broken ladder. But it's fine. Like, it's not fine, but it's at least, like, it's it's stable. And then Rick Knox is like, let me hold it, and then tips the fucking thing. I was like, Rick, what are you doing? He was good. Because, like, that shit moves a lot in the ring. Like, just as I've had a ladder match before. And, like, the one thing you don't account for, yes, climbing up the ladder as slowly as possible until you don't have to is mm-hmm. stupid. But let me just say, climbing the ladder at a normal brisk pace is terrifying inside of a wrestling ring. Mm -hmm. Because, like, there is motion underneath the ladder, which isn't something you want when you're climbing a ladder. And also, like, it moves. Like, the shit sways, and you gotta focus on where the belt is. And Rick, what the fuck were you doing grabbing that ladder? He was fine. Um, I get he was doing it for his safety, and he was trying his best, but he did it at the worst time. And just made Wardlow fall. (laughs) Yeah, that was... I mean, but also he was kind of like, no, get a different ladder. Like, yeah, this one's not going to go, buddy. 
Um, also, the the catch that Wardlow did into the power bomb that was cool. Yeah. That was sick. I, I, yeah. I dug that a lot. Um, next up was the AEW Women's World Championship. Tony Storm defeating Jamie Hayter uh, to win the AEW Women's World Championship. This was almost more of a segment than a match, really, because Hater is legitimately injured. Um, so, like, she didn't come out when her music played, and then she got tossed onto the stage by the rest of the outcasts. Britt Baker came out and fought off Soraya. Um, then Ruby Soho came out, and then uh, Sheeta came out and fought off Soho. But mm-hmm. ultimately, uh, Tony Storm beat Jamie Hater, and hopefully, hopefully, Hater isn't hurt so like to the point where she would like need surgery or is going to yeah. miss all in like that would be a huge bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was at the moment where I looked at Allie and we looked at each other and smiled. And one of us said this overbooked piece of shit. And that got me, which was funny because it was overbooked and it was also like a minute and a half. It was um, like three minutes, three minutes yeah. is the legit time yeah, on the it, according time, to Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it sucks. Cause like you don't ever want anybody to be injured. Um, and Jamie Hayter's had a really good run, like not run as champion, but like going into being a champion, like she had a lot of momentum behind her for a while. And it just sucks that that kind of injury is what, what's getting it. Yeah. So, but whenever she comes back, like that's like an immediate feud you can go to right there. Yeah. Uh, next up was the house of black open house challenge, uh, for the AEW world trios championship. And it was answered by the acclaimed. That was my original power of positivity, by the way, before the show started, I was like, I completely blanked on what I wanted my power of positivity to be mm-hmm. was Max Caster's rap and yeah. Brody King breaking yeah. on camera. So good. Especially because like, I'm wondering if, uh, whatever terrible band was playing Moxley's theme in the main event, would anyone have cared that much about his blackface? If Caster hadn't put blackface in his rap, <laughs> that's fair. like, or were we, no. all just th- were we all just thinking, was it already on our mind? No, I saw the, I saw the lead singer to that band and I was like, what in the world is he doing in mm-hmm. Vegas of all places? Um, this one, this, this match itself, uh, wait, I want to talk, I want to talk about the rap for a second, okay. uh, because we had a really fun moment. Cause again, we were watching it. The acclaim comes out and I'm like, everybody shut up. And we listen to it and it starts with RuPaul's drag race, which like me and Allie are fans of. And she was like, do you find it funny that it's probably in front of a very homophobic crowd? And I was like, nope, we're in Vegas. If anything, that line was super over as a baby face line. Um, but also, just... apparently, Brody King used to work production on RuPaul's Drag Race. Really? Yeah, that was something I that I found that. out like, the next day. It was something that I read the next day. So oh. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I'm going to pretend was... it was. No, no, that had to have been intentional then, because that's too on the nose. Because, like, it's one of those things, like, it was a good line. And, like, yeah, it's funny, because the dude does wear, like, a full face of paint. Mm-hmm. So, like, it does track, but it's like, that was a really weird pool. Um that ha- that was just a really like overall really good Max Caster rap because it had everything in a good one, yeah. uh, really solid insults. We had a really good WWE reference, which those are always my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. And then like yeah, no, just fuck it with everybody. Like it was so good, it was so great. Um, just yeah, no, uh, the Dominic line was forever because like I popped for RuPaul's Drag Race. I was really happy there. And then oh, I made fun of blackface uh, with uh, Malachi Black. 
And then, yeah, no, ended up with Buddy Murphy just catching the shit into the stick on that one. Mm-hmm. But it was, I loved it so much. The match was fine. Oh, here it is. I And I've always hated this. You can go back to PW and I can talk about how much I hate this. I hate when they change the lighting for one match. I yeah. hate when they change the lighting for one match. Guess what this one didn't do? Didn't change my mind on it. Still fucking hated it. That should be... I feel like I read that somewhere of it's just like that would be my, if I had to make a, a special rule, my rule would be a normal lights match. So it takes away their powers. Yeah. But like that's uh, going to be that's going to be the blow off match where House of Black has to wrestle in normal lighting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to no, see I want to see them do a rematch for this because I did. It like, was a I good really, match. Yeah. I really enjoyed the match. To me, this is where the show kind of turned around. Yes. For me. Um, was, like, everything from this point on, I really enjoyed. Um, my only real criticism of it is I love Bowens. I think Bowens is really good. There were a couple moments where him, he was isolated for too long. Mm -hmm. And there were just too many times that it was so clear he could have gotten the tag, and he had to stall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it was he didn't sell for long enough, or House of Black weren't, you know, Paying where attention. they thought they were going to be like yeah. it's there's a one of a million things could have happened. It you know it, it shit happens, but yeah. if there was just there were too many awkward moments where like he specifically was like kind of glancing around of like hey who's going to stop me because I could just reach out my hand and yeah you know I could tag Bill I could tag Billy Gunn from the center of an eighteen by eighteen ring like I'm not a big dude but Billy Gunn is massive yeah he's so, real and big that that the way the match ended I really liked. Mm-hmm. Because it was Billy Gunn finally getting that hot tag and then coming in and just wrecking people. We had so many F words in this pay per view. Yeah. And it started with Billy Gunn. <laughs> it's like watching a New Japan show. It was just, it's true. Fuck you. <laughs> eat shit. Oh, that um, was eat shit. That's what it was. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, of MJF. My bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, House of Black retained. I hope they do it again. They did an interview on Dynamite last night where they were like, no, Billy Gunn deserves to hold gold one more time. So oh, yeah. I, I would, I want to see that. Uh, the TBS championship defended as Jade Cargill defeated Taya Valkyrie in eight minutes and 50 seconds. Um, this was way better than their first match. It was. And I think part of it was because like Taya could just, like, they didn't have that, like, the, Taya the can't use her finisher. Valhalla. Yeah. Um, I will say, it, I, I wish that she hadn't hit it. Like, I wish that she would have gone for it a couple times, but I, I don't like that she hit, hit it, it and Jade kicked out. And then Jade hit the same move. Jade did, and yeah, and, which is the same move, and then that got the win. Um, yeah. I do kind of wish that, because they could have done more with, like, Taya of, like, oh, well, I still couldn't hit it. If I hit you with this, you're done. I like that championship is mine. Yeah. And so, but it's like, I just, I couldn't get it. You know, that one time, like have Mark Sterling break it up or Layla Gray's out there. You know, there's, yeah. I think th- that is something that I would have preferred personally. But again, who the fuck am I? Um, and Jade, then in my, my favorite part of the night's coming up. 100%. Uh, Mark Sterling takes the microphone, says that there's nobody left for Jade Cargill to beat. She will take on anyone, anytime, anywhere, doesn't matter. And then out comes a returning Chris Statlander, who defeats Jade Cargill in less than a minute uh, and wins the TBS championship. 
I lost my mind for this. Same. I love Statlander. I was so excited to see her back. Um, I, I get the argument that people didn't like this because like Jade's run deserves like a big, I think like could have deserved a big build to it. Mm-hmm. Like build to this match specifically to have Statlander win it. Um, but it, in the moment, it was super cool. This yeah. is a double or nothing like highlight moment for sure. Uh, and it or... also does kind of like in it is kind of like motivation for like future pay-per-views of like, hey, you know, shit does happen on pay-per-view. So yeah, you want, you want to buy these shows. Uh, Orange Cassidy tweeting out, I guess I have to buy a second back t- pack for my buddy. Yeah, that was real sweet. I was like, oh, yay, mm-hmm. best friends are still a thing. That makes me happy. Um, I think Trent tweeted something about it, too. I hope so. Yeah, that, uh, that was sweet. Brian Myers on it's coming out tomorrow so you can listen to it then but I have the early access he was talking about like him he was watching with a lot of the creator pro guys and he was just like yeah I had to not cry what I know I found the tweet I'm sorry and I'm yeah, just no, that's what I want to know what it is that's what I'm asking it, he retweeted the low the the image of AEW wrestling and new TBS champion Chris Statlander uh it's squeeze the tears back into my body so all my co-workers would think I'm strong <laughs> But yeah, no, like, <laughs> it's super awesome. I love Statlander. She probably would have won it a while back if she hadn't gotten injured again. They said that that, like, she was, she has been the plan to win, to win it off of Jade for a while now. Yeah. So, um, I it's cool. It's dope. Jade, I don't think Jade looks any worse for wear after this, because she still had a really good run. I think she's only going to get better. She is still very much a, a pillar that you can build that women's division around. Especially if you get like a really good babyface um, AEW Women's Champion, mm-hmm. in about a year's time, I think Jay would be probably ready to have a feud for that belt. I fuck less than a year's time. She's gotten substantially better from her first match. Like, yeah, she I don't went, think anybody looks bad after this. No, she went sixty and zero. She hit that milestone, like because it's a nice round number that we yep. like. She went sixty and zero. Had really great defenses. We saw so much improvement in her. She had that awesome entrance at Double or Nothing too, with her um, yeah. uh, AKA six uh, sorority Sister. sisters. Yeah. Um, and you know she did just go through a whole last title defense against Taya Valkyrie before her manager accepted this match on her behalf. So like yeah. she, so I don't think it makes her look weak at all because she you know is coming off of a or like one immediate title defense already. So, and yeah, whatever I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see what she does. What is next for Jade? Like, does she, does she take time off? Like we've seen that, that there's uh, reports that she may be taking time off. Um, does she immediately, you know, you could turn her face even. Yeah. Cause I think the crowd likes her enough, like have her split away from, Sterling and have her hit smart mark with jaded and then off to the yeah. races or like have, you know, Layla gray turn on her and have, you know, have Sterling pick her side instead of Jade. Like you could have, you know, you, she is ready now, I think for the world title, like the women's world title. Yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, do they keep her separate from a championship and just go into a different feud? Like there's so many different things that yeah. you can do with her and they're all interesting. Yeah, no agreed. Ideally. I, I mean, they could waste her. We've we've seen we have seen easier slam dunks get missed in pro wrestling, but I don't I just she is a talent that I think can rise above like even bad booking. Yeah, and she she is such a dynamic superstar like she is like the total package when it comes to just like what a 
wrestler looks like. Yeah. And, like, the way that she holds herself, like, no, that's just, that's a fucking star. Like, she was going to be famous no matter what she did. Yeah. Like, that's just who she, like, that's just, that is her look. There is, like, there is a solid chance we would have known who Jade Cargill is if she went into, like, real estate. Yeah. Like, she was getting a reality show or something. Like Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah no, like, that is just, she was, she was going to be in the spotlight no matter what she chose to do. Yeah. And, and we were lucky enough that it, she chose wrestling. Yeah, like, it's, she's that kind of presence about her, which is dope. The four-way match for the AEW World Championship, MJF successfully defended against Sammy Guevara, Darby Allin, and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Um, Jungle Boy came out to his music. Uh, Darby <laughs> Allin did a... Dar- Darby Allin did a little vignette of someone dressed as MJF getting stood up at the altar in Vegas to get married by uh, Elvis impersonator, who then he rode a skateboard the- <laughs> and... Darby killed the stand-in. Um, the fact that Darby didn't wrestle in his half-Elvis, half-skeleton gear pissed me right the hell off. Um, Guevara got his cue cards back to announce that he and Ty uh, are expecting their first child, uh, which the internet was very mean but very funny about. How much um, did they want, How much did they want uh, Guevara to be a babyface, Asa? <laughs> they wanted him so bad that they made him have a kid. Uh, <laughs> that was again toy vomit. Happy birthday, broke toy me. vomit, Mr. Oh, happy, Man. Yay! Happy birthday, toy vomit. I miss you all. Uh, whatnot. And then MJF came down on a throne with an orchestral version of his theme playing. Only thing negative I have to say about MJF's entrance is that orchestral theme should be his full time theme, and also lose the devil mask. Yeah, we're past it. Don't remind me that that happened. Um, this was a fun match. Uh, I. It, it was as fast-paced as we thought it would be. I did like that there were really no slow moments, but our friend Kenny kind of pointed out, and I, and I noticed this too, so like, it, when I notice it, that's saying something, they weren't letting stuff sit. Mm-mm. Like, nothing could breathe. The crowd wanted it, which the crowd, holy shit. They, go back to the conversation we were having last week about oversaturating a market. And then tell me that this double or nothing crowd wasn't just done, like over it. Yeah. Um, but like the crowd wanted to react to stuff, but they didn't have time to because boom, they're already on to the next thing. Um, but MJ got of, the win. I yeah. did. It did have my favorite. Like, I don't want Darby Allen to be world champion necessarily. Um, but there, it was a very, I loved the throwback of him hitting the coffin drop. And then picking him up for the side headlock takeover. Yeah, I loved that. That was such a good callback. And then MJF doing it to get the win. Um, and it's one of those things that, like, we were kind of having, privately, me and you were kind of having a conversation about MJF's character. Mm-hmm. And, like, you 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 made a comment about just, like, I'm getting tired of, how did you say it? It was something like... he's You know that he means business, and he's a super serious bad guy, because he says fuck. Yeah. So I was like, yep, you're absolutely correct. Um, but I love the amount of shit he eats in matches. Mm-hmm. Like, he is totally cool with being the heel. And, like, not just being, like, hated. Like, he is very aware of, I need to get my ass kicked 80% of this match. At least. But as long as my finish is dirty enough, we're great. He fucking hits the ring on, um, or no, no, the, the coffin drop onto the belt. Which, holy shit, loved that. Like, I need you to know. 
that was one of the coolest things I think like finish like creativity for a finish match that I've seen in a while where he just puts the belt on top of Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. That takes out Jungle Boy. He ate the belt, so now Darby's just fucked. And he doesn't look when he hits the coffin drop. That's kind of the gimmick. Right. And then just, instead of just painting him, he's like, oh no, fuck you. You want to make a point. Puts him in the headlock takeover. And then just, yes, the look to the crowd and the little tongue out thing was probably my favorite thing. Because it was that whole thing of just like, that's what a shithead would do. That's yeah. exactly what a shithead would do. The reason I didn't like it, and it's it, it's a weird thing of just like why does why is some stuff okay and why is others not like I it, the human brain is a mystery, um, but like how many times do we see people use weapons when they're hitting top rope moves, like they put a chair on top of someone before they hit the frog splash, or you know they do that they hold the chair and hit the elbow drop, mm-hmm. and they still get the benefit of it. So like the coffin drop, oh well he landed on the belt like. I guess you could argue, like, oh, we wasn't expecting it. Yeah, and there's like, a million and, things you could argue for it, because, again, the Irish whip doesn't work like that. I get and again, it. It's all so, suspension yeah. and disbelief. But for me personally, it just it didn't it didn't hit for me like it hit for you, and that's totally okay. Yeah. Because um, uh, I personally, I was like, because, again, like, it's very rare that you see things that are, like, not, I'm sure that has happened somewhere else. But I do not remember that spot ever happening before. And I was and it, like, holy balls, that was cool. Yeah, and then like, and then to go back to the the side headlock takeover, like, oh no, like ten out of ten. The match was really good. The finish, perfection. The uh, like, it had everything you needed it to have for an MJF win. The I, I liked the I liked the side headlock takeover MJF did. Excuse me, because Darby did it earlier in the match. Yeah, he was just like, "Oh, you're not gonna get one over on me." No, and what I was talking about his character with like him saying, "Oh, I say fuck, I mean business," wasn't in the match because like he, yeah, he was cussing like a New Japan match. No, it was it was, it was the, the um, it was the, the media scrum. It was the media scrum after the fact. It's like, okay, we get it, buddy. You're a big grown up who knows who knows the bad words. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just it, it comes across as trying too hard, and Fair I enough. just it doesn't. He's better than that. Like, and that's the thing, that's why it bothers me. It's because he doesn't need it. It doesn't. Which I like, think it, is why he, just, I think, he, I think it's, I think that's why he goes to it so much. And it probably is like, and, and, yeah. me, and this is all it's, like, oh, it's I'm, 40, I'm it's, being worked. It's 4D. It's yeah. It's 4D chess. Like, yeah. yes, he can cut an amazing promo, but like low hanging fruit is right there. And that's what's like expected. And then it pisses people off that he always goes to it. Yeah. And somebody's going to be like, do it, do be like, no, he can also cut a really good part. Like he's very capable of doing way more shitty things, but sometimes it's just Occam's razor. Like it's the most obvious choice. So I, uh, it, yeah. Um, a couple other moments that I loved was MJF trying to get Sammy to lie down and just the, one of the crispest rollups yeah. coming out of that was great. Sammy catching Darby's bullet out of a gun suicide dive into the cutter. Yeah. was so nice. I loved that. So, um, And then the main event was the Anarchy in the Arena match. I don't know about you, Dalton, but if I had a shitty rock band uh, that was playing someone else's song, I would simply not wear blackface during that performance on pay-per-view. Oh, really? Because I don't think that was the most egregious choice. I would not have played it for eight minutes. Well, they did. It's, it's a callback <laughs> to the last time. I'm like, aware, but it was a bad callback. Yeah, um... Because we were so, like, so I remember watching it. Have you ever seen the John Mulaney bit where he talks about playing What's New Pussycat 20 times in a row at a diner? All right, cool. That's how I felt with 
wild thing. I was like, oh man, I hope they don't play this a whole lot. And then it's a live band and they still got me. Cause then they let it fade a little bit. They stop playing and then you hear the guitar go back and I'm like, no, no, fuck this. (laughs) As soon as the, as soon as the first, like the band kept playing during the, like while the fight was happening, I knew they were going to do it until the band got fucked up. Yeah. Like that was just, it was going to happen. There was no chance they were going to stop playing of their own accord. Um, I did like the Bucks super kip, super kicking the singer and the rest of the band just being like, well, okay, bye. Like n- no emotion, just, no selling at all. Just um, like, just like their best friend, Cody Rhodes, the young Bucks out here trying to end racism. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> just, why was he wearing blackface? Apparently that's a thing he wears the entire, like he's always worn. Like that's just what he wears, which he like, needs a different choice. It's the, it's the. You get that that's worse, right? Like it's, <laughs> That's not the argument you think it is. Yeah, exactly. Um I it was whatever. Um what did you think of this? Cuz I know you were hoping they weren't going to do a bunch of goofy shit and they really didn't. No, no. I liked um it was not as good as Anarchy in the Arena 1. It just wasn't. Um I don't think it had the moments that Anarchy in the Arena 1 had. Um it was fine. There was a there was enough creativity that I was cool with it. Um, I absolutely love that they let you to get the pin. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily enjoy the fact that T- Takeshka is the reason they won. Um, because I don't we'll see get T- there. I don't see. Did now I'm gonna say this, and I didn't watch all of AEW last night. Is Takeshka officially part of the BCC? No. So okay. So that's what I hate. Yeah, because the, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a fuck you moment like that, just let it be a member like a new member of the BCC. Well, okay, let me let me counter that because okay. this is what I was talking about last week is they didn't include the um the the BCC and the Don Callis stuff is separate. Mm-hmm. They both hate Kenny, and their their goals align. But they're not together. Like, Don Callis is not the new leader of the BCC. Um, and from what I could tell from what happened last night is Takeshita is also not involved with them. Now, the reason I th- I kind of give it a pass, which, by the way, as excited I was to see Statlander return, this was as brokenhearted as I was when uh, Takeshita turned. Like, that broke my heart. He's such a likable human being that I don't – I really hope this doesn't suck. I don't think it will. No, because here's here's the thing. But, he can, the Duke can still wrestle even though he's a bad guy. Well, yeah, and, obviously, and he can wrestle his ass off. And like, if this means that we're getting uh, Takeshka and Omega at um, either Forbidden Door or All In, mm-hmm. here for it. I Takeshka have, I have, and insert name here versus Kenny and Ibushi. By the way, that's what that's what's going to happen. Ah, uh, that's that'll rule too. I was Spoiler for singles match. Um, but so. The way I like this is because Takeshita already turned down the BCC invitation. They oh, tried fine. to recruit him, and he said no. And he, you know, he defended Kenny against them. But now that Callus has turned on Kenny, Callus is the one in his ear, and Callus is the one that got him to betray Kenny. So, like, that's why I'm kind of giving it more of a pass. Fair enough. Like, so, do I think ultimately, like, I would have preferred one or the other? be the primary focus of Kenny. Yeah, but it, it, it worked out better than I thought it was going to. So credit to them. Um, 
I immediately wanted to see a singles match between Claudio and literally every member of the Elite. Give me a 30-minute match with Omega. Give me a 30-minute match with Hangman. Give me a 30-minute match with each of the Jacksons. Uh, yeah. Give me a tag match with him and insert member of BCC against the Young Bucks. Like, I want it all. I want him face wrestling everybody. Uh, the pile driver onto the truck bed was cool. The swing into the trash can. Trash can, dope as fuck. Uh, I liked that. The There was, you know, we're, we're running long already. Um, the exploding super kick weird a, but cool it had a better payoff than the barbed wire death match exploding ring death match um which i think was a choice yeah. <laughs> that they that was a conscious choice that they made of it's just like if this gives me second degree burns do it uh i didn't like the barbed wire i didn't like the thumbtacks in the foot but that again like if you've listened to me talk about wrestling for any length of time, you know that I wasn't gone. That's that part of the match wasn't for me. No. Um, Moxley went way longer in the match than I thought he would before he started to bleed. Six minutes, ten seconds. Um, I had a timer. Congratulations uh, there. I I dug it. Like this was a lot of fun. I think this was probably the highlight of the show for for me personally, just because it was kind of a, a train wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know what? I probably the four way. Because one thing that did happen is they did too much at once. Oh, yeah. And the production you couldn't team focus. couldn't keep up. So you were missing, like, you saw Kenny go into the barbed wire giant poker chip. Mm-hmm. But then you missed Kenny putting Moxley into the same barbed wire. Yeah. Like, we saw the aftermath, but we didn't see the bump. Uh, and stuff like that happened kind of throughout the match. Just because, you know, you had four groups of two on one. Like, you had eight one. people working all together and not at the same place yeah so it was and not only not in the same place but like in very different places so you couldn't even just be like oh well we can at least get half of them in this one shot yeah they were way separated they were outside they were down at the end of the stage they were in the ring they were out of the buildings like yeah yeah so but i yeah i agree with you i think i liked the first anarchy in the arena match better but uh i i really liked this match for what it was like it's not my typical type of match but uh it was enjoyable uh so that was AEW double or nothing um we didn't preview or review um i didn't watch night of champions but we have a new raw women's champion or smackdown women's champion i don't even know what brand they're on it doesn't matter the brand split means nothing already wildly um oscar beat bianca belair um, Jimmy Uso attacked Roman Reigns during their match, so like the implosion is complete or starting. It's Jay wasn't like Jay wasn't on board with it, but Jimmy like was you know he's still left with Jimmy. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins is your consolation champion. That's all I'm ever going to call it. By the way, if you think that's annoying, I apologize, but it is what it is. Um, good match. I did watch that match. Was it? I mean, it's yeah. AJ Styles and it's Seth Rollins. Yeah, no, it was really that good. match is going to be good. Yeah. Um, and then NXT Battleground was a ton of fun. I watched it uh, last night. Finally, um, I think you honestly like. I do think that you would really like this uh, show. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Dragonov Dijak match specifically is one you should go out of your way to see. Um, honestly, you would really like the British Rounds match too. I think. 
with Dragon Lee and Noamdar. Oh, I'm sure with those two names, like... Yeah. I like um, both those guys. No, I'm sure I would like most of the show. I just... <clears throat> I wrestled Saturday. I got done wrestling, watched the opener and the main event to... Um, not Crown Jewel, Night of Champions. Had all of Saturday or Sunday of AEW, and then, like, I worked a little bit this week, and I was just like, I don't have time to watch NXT. I just didn't. Like, I'm sure there's shit that I'm going to, like, enjoy. I will probably definitely go back and watch that Last Man Standing match, because... Die Jack fucking rules, but yeah. um, yeah. Excuse me. Um, let's see. NXT. Speaking of NXT, the free agent rule went nuts this week because Mustafa uh, Mustafa Ali, excuse me, uh, showed up to kind of tease a program with Wesley. Uh, which, Ooh. by the way, yes, please, gimme, 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 Daddy want. Uh, yeah. And uh, Baron Corbin showed up. It attacked oh, Carmelo cool. Hayes. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I'm also very into that. Uh, did you see the TikTok I sent you of the chef reviewing uh, Baron Corbin? Chef Corbin's... reacts. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if he's an actual wrestling fan and he was working or if that dude just hates Baron Corbin. I think it's the second because he was very, like, it was knowledgeable. Couldn't get, couldn't get oh, as rare as a win. Couldn't get drafted in the NFL. You're, couldn't get drafted you're, to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, oh, so you're over <laughs> like, two, buddy. Yeah, it was so it was so good. It was great. Um, um, that was yeah, funny. No, uh, that's cool, though. Like, that's mm-hmm. a good way to use the free agent stuff. And then, because we're running late, if you're okay with this, Dalton, for wrestling with articulation, let's stick with the video game stuff. Dope. That's and fine. then we'll do the action figure breakdown next week. Yes, that's fine. To carry over. Because there was a ton me. of action figure reveals uh, as part of the Double or Nothing Fan Fest. So we will break that down. But there is some video game news that I want to talk about. Uh, first one being that Mega Cat Studios, uh, you've heard me talk about it before, or you've heard us talk about it before. Uh, WrestleQuest uh, is the turn-based RPG that it's all of the characters are, it's old school wrestlers like Macho Man, Jake the Snake, Andre the Giant. Excuse me. They, uh, they're, it's pixel art, old school animation, turn-based RPG based around wrestling. They're all designed like action figures. Like they have joints and stuff that you can see or points of articulation. I could say, um, we talked about it a couple weeks ago that they had been, uh, they delayed the game and now we do have the new release date is August 8th of this year. I'm excited to get my hands on it. Uh, I'm not typically like a turn-based RPG person, but just like, but they're making one about wrestling action figures essentially. So, I mean, that is, yeah, it's, uh, it's up your alley. That is 100% my jam. So I'm excited to check that out. It's coming to pretty much everything, uh, on August 8th. And then we did get some AEW Fight Forever updates as well. Holy uh, shit, is... did we? We got everything. Yeah, we got so much. Um, we got, but the big thing, the two things that I'm going to talk about are, we, they are, it's, suppose, I haven't checked on Xbox, but now it is officially available to pre-order. Uh, the game is coming out at the end of the month, June 29th. Yep. And I cannot wait to get my hands on this stupid fucking game. Oh my god. It's gonna be great. You can I ride just, a skateboard. Just be, fun. just be fun. You can ride a skateboard in it, Dalton. Yeah, and someone then called beat it Chris St- Someone called it Chris Statlander's Pro Skater. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Um, you can, There's a rideable skateboard in it. But we also got the DLC announcements, which... Mixed feelings on. 
Uh, we have the pre-order bonus is the Matt Hardy pack, which will feature both member or both versions Hardy's, of Matt Hardy. Yeah. Normal Matt Hardy like we see now and uh, broken Matt Hardy will be available. That's cool. I do like that a lot. That, yeah. So if Jeff Hardy, who we have seen, is now in the game, but if you don't pre-order Matt, you can't wrestle as the Hardy Boys. Like, if you don't pre-order the game, you have to buy Matt separately, I assume. That's good business practice. It sucks, but it's a good business practice. That's a shitty business practice. Um, it's but, a very then, profitable business practice. My bad. Um, the game is $60, or you can order the Elite Edition for $80, and it comes with all of the DLC as well. Uh, if, again, if you pre-order, you get Matt Hardy, which he's at least free. You just gotta pre-order it. Yeah. But pre-ordering games is dangerous because if this thing comes out and it's a turd you're stuck with it so especially digitally yeah um but the pre-order or the dlc contents are the ftr revival pack uh (laughs) you get dax harwood and cash wheeler plus two new mini games join us and death race x uh join us has to be a i don't know what it is but it's dark order and i'm on board and if death race x is like a wacky racers type scenario where they like so many people were joking about that on twitter uh a couple years ago like when sue drove best friends in yeah I would if be so she's the boss <laughs> uh the forever limitless bunny bundle uh features aew wrestlers the bunny and keith lee plus mini games mjf car thrash and sloth sling which i'm gonna guess is some kind of orange cassidy uh mini based mini game Probably Bejeweled. I'd be on board with it. Uh, and then there is the Hookhausen Very Handsome, Very Evil pack, which features AEW wrestlers Hook and Danhausen. So, it's cool. Like, Dan, fucking Danhausen's getting multiple action figures. He's going to be in the game. I'm so happy for him. He has, like, four action figures down the pipe. Yeah. And we'll like, talk more about that next week. Yes, we will. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is it for the show. We will be back next week. We'll talk more about, um, oh, one other thing, piece of news that should have been before the pay-per-view. They did officially announce that CM Punk will be on the June 17th premiere edition of AEW Collision coming out of Chicago. So the speculation can end. We can stop talking about it. He'll show up and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So... Meant to mention that, because that's probably one of the bigger chunks of news for the week. Um, but that was it. What did you think of AEW Double or Nothing? W Double, that is a tricky thing for me to say, apparently. What did you think of the AEW pay-per-view this past week? There it week? is. There it what is. What did you think of NXT? What did you think of Night of Champions if you watched it? Uh, are you excited for WrestleQuest? Are you excited for Fight Forever? Are you excited for Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat? And Across the Spider-Verse! There's so many cool things happening, and I don't want to have to go to work tomorrow. I just want to play video games and watch a Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah, I need to do that, too. I might be feeling sick all of a sudden. I don't know. There's a virus going around, too. I could get away with it. Anywho, that's going to do it. If you want to hang out with us on Twitter, uh, of course, at Nerdiest Part for the show, you can follow myself at the five-star man with the number five. Uh, Dalton is Mr. D. Anthony, N-P-O-T-R. And yeah, until next week, we appreciate y'all listening to us. We appreciate you hanging out and being cool. Uh, Have a fantastic week. Have a fantastic weekend. Um, And until next time, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. 
And as always, watch more wrestling.